what does a high-value woman look like? I want her to be a or for just me. A uh, virgin. <laughs> Literally, that's it. There's really no winning. But um, it's not <laughs> I think a lot of the red pillars pretty much believe there are just very obvious differences between male and female sexuality. They think that means a uh, relationship should be closed on the female's end, but open on the male's end. If she's making more money being the provider, at a certain point, the man's not gonna feel like a man. Because she earns more, she'll have more of a say. Nico believes that watching porn does destroy family values. Mm -hmm. so instead, he just has sex with many women. A lot of fraternities on campus? Yeah. Those places are trash. Someone threw up in the sink. None of them wanted to clean this up, so they would keep brushing their teeth. It would fill up with the throw up. That's not very masculine. Very Good. high value man. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's not, not a very high value man. <laughs> and we have Farha on the episode today. Hi. And today we are gonna normalize... The red pill? <laughs> <laughs> no. We, we need to normalize horror. No! Oh, we had being normalize open relationships? Female empowerment. What does that look like? What does that mean to you? It means I can't say, no, I can't say. Um, what is the rule? Is it 15 minutes? What's the rule? Yeah, yeah. 15 minutes, we, we can't, we can't, okay. it's, uh, you know, no, no. Oh, you get demonetized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. But you know, we could, we could talk about, you know, just controversial stuff. That, okay, that's let's fine. do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know that that's why I had you on, on the podcast today. Right. I, I, you've gotten viral for a lot of controversial things. Like what? I, I think I seen you just talk about, uh, and I, I think actively defending OnlyFans, mm -hmm. right? And um, but then you know you you have a lot of these guys who are like, oh, you know, how do you feel? You you wouldn't make good future daughters, should like right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what has been the, the uh, like biggest a attack towards you for you know having OnlyFans? I mean, red pillars will take it to every extreme. They'll say I'm destroying the nuclear family. You know, the downfall of the West is because of like OnlyFans girls, cam girls. Uh, uh -huh. You know, I'm setting an example for women. They're gonna get into sex. Or just like any negative aspect of society, they'll attribute towards. Right, you know, a woman selling pics of herself, and you're you're very. Also, I've seen you on on these podcasts. You're very very well spoken. Thank you. Yeah, where, where does that like come from? Like, did you have? Did you just go to I don't know private school? Were you taught by someone? Are you just innate? <laughs> what is like? Um, I did go to private school and boarding school, and I uh, majored in English. But also, I think you see me in settings where I'm surrounded by very inarticulate, dumb <laughs> men. <laughs> So it highlights my articulateness a little bit better than it should. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, before we go into the questions, I, I, I think it'd be nice if you could just introduce yourself, right. like what you do. I don't know how you, how you got here, what's important to you, just so like the audience knows like who Farha is. Okay, so Farha is an OnlyFans creator, OnlyFans.com slash Farha Khalidi. She's also a TikToker. Um, I do kind of like dating gendered centered content. Um, I started about a year and a half ago, and now I kind of just go on like streams and podcasts and talk about like dating and gender so far. Right. I'd say that's my my bio in a nutshell. Awesome. Cool, 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 cool. And yeah, I, I've uh, you you went on a a couple, you know, uh, debates and 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 live streams and podcasts recently, mm -hmm. like on, on Fresh and Fit, right? Mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of people might, might might have seen you on Fresh and Fit. People have seen you on what the whatever they would get like a group of girls, yeah, right, and they were like, "Oh, you shouldn't be doing OnlyFans." You yeah, are, yeah, yeah. Those, those type of podcasts, right? Um, so yeah, what what are your thoughts on? I guess those types th of podcasts. Th th yeah, yeah. Like, are they 
Are they misogynistic? Are they... Oh, definitely. They're misogynistic. They're super bad faith. Like, they act as if, like, the reason they're interrogating these women is in good faith because they Mm. genuinely think these women are, you know, doing something bad for society. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, if you're genuinely against you could be bringing on, like, directors, Mm. industries. Like, there's so many other actors in the sex work industry who you could bring on who actually probably can articulate their position a little bit better, but that's not as glamorous, as glitzy as bringing on, like... Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like an 18-year-old girl right. who's not as super educated and telling her that she's a whore. Right. So they're not actually, you know, interested in like bettering society or family values or anything. They just want mm-hmm. like an easy dunk. And it's mm-hmm. more similar to torture porn, if anything, <laughs> than it is to actually like a good faith discussion, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair, fair. And um, w- what are your... Uh, you also okay, so you you, you went on Sneeko stream a couple of times, right? Mm-hmm. And now that that's, I'll be honest, that's my boy. Yeah. All right. Uh, what what has what have you guys debated about? Curious. To- um, the first time I debated him, it was about my virginity. I was doing a stream with Fresh, uh-huh. and then Fresh didn't believe me, so he's like, "I'm gonna call in like the boy to investigate you." And then I didn't know who he was bringing. He brought Sneeko, and he was like, "Sneeko will be able to discern whether or not you're lying." I don't know. Why he was the guy so, to call? So you're you're a virgin. Um, I haven't had penetrative penile. Sex, okay. So I guess so. But um, yeah, he called Sneeko to come investigate. He just like bullied my ex on the phone, called him like a, a beta for never hitting. So it went from him not believing me to then once he did believe me, just calling my ex kind of like a, a beta. Crazy. Wait, wait. So so you had your ex on, on the phone too. Yeah, because Fresh wasn't believing me and he was like, okay, let's call your friends and ask. So it ended up, it was neutral at first and mm-hmm. I wasn't super familiar with like Sneak or Fresh at the time. I, sh- yeah. I sh- probably shouldn't have put my ex on the phone because, That's great. Yeah. That, okay, that makes me angry because that's such a <laughs> problematic take to me. It's not, because it's not just misogynistic to you, but it's also like, like doing a disservice to like men because what, if you don't, like it's this idea of like, oh, if you're not yeah. dominating a woman, if you're not hitting, like hitting, if you're not having you're not whatever like in control than what you're not a real man and that's such a problematic take to have it is it's also hypocritical because they're like sneeko and these guys will say like you should be dating virgins and you should be like saving for marriage and then if i were to say yeah we were then they're just like oh he's a huck so they they don't make any sense that's crazy but it's good for their audience to see that like you can't win either way right yeah (laughs) now now that's that's the thing so so he would they were basically drilling your ass like oh why why did you hit what like like that um i think so so again like the first half was them just not believing me so they Uh were interrogating him on whether i was lying or not and Uh then the second half kind of became about uh sneeko saying to him like how does it feel that like more guys are uh to her now than you ever did because i have an only fans and stuff so it was just him kind of like you know what i mean kind of playful but the undertones are there (laughs) damn yeah i mean yeah that that is true it's like you hitting does not equate to you know what I'm saying, right? Because it's like it's it's about the 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 it's about both of you guys what what you guys want together. Right. Now, um, huh? Do, do do you do you do you think you guys not having sex was more of uh, a result of him not being masculine, or me and my ex not having sex? Yeah. I don't know. I think I just got like kind of scared and freaked out by the idea. Uh-huh. I don't know. That was um I went to like an all girls boarding school before, so that was like my first time ever dating. Yeah. Um so I think I just like I didn't even have my first kiss until I was basically like 19. So I think I just am at a slower pace than everyone else, you know. Sure, I don't sure, think sure. it's a reflection on his masculinity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sneeko might think so, but 
I don't think so. Yeah. I, I'm really curious what these people like base their beliefs off of, right? So like you said, you you they'll say things like, oh, you're destroying like family values. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious, like what do they mean by family values? And like, like is it like, oh, a nuclear family? Like, does that mean, yeah, like no so marriage and you have children and you have right like you stay together like you don't divorce like that kind of traditional family and if so like honestly what does poor or like only fans play into that because do they think the same thing about poor and like because these guys watch poor, no mm-hmm. so like if they watch poor and they off to like women like that are strangers online is that not the same thing and is that destroying family values because i don't understand where their take is coming from yeah sneeko believes that watching does destroy family values mm-hmm. he thinks like any premarital consumption is destroying it so instead he just has with many women and he says that's more halal that's his that's his take on the red pill (laughs) it's not watching but still like multiple women one-sided like none of the red pill stuff is consistent Uh, i i I, okay i do think like uh, if you are overly just 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 in it all the time Mm -hmm. i i i and you're not you know using that energy to interact with, with women in, in the outside world if you're not going out going on dates and if you're yeah. not just connecting with with real people i yeah i think you're, you're it, it is destroying family, family values i i i think um only fans like yeah I, the people in charge who like made only fans those are the people at power to do something about it but at the same time when, when you're on only fans and you see like like what is what does your only fans look like is it a bunch of guys you know dm you like uh, just you know, you're, you're having conversations with a bunch of bunch of guys. Like, don't you think yeah. those dudes right there? Um, I don't know. They, they, they're they're not they're not like doing what they should be. Yeah, yeah. I slightly agree. Um, I think the problem is more like addiction to OnlyFans and porn, just like the existence of porn mm-hmm. OnlyFans in itself. So I think um, if you take away OnlyFans uh, pro- sex work in general, men kind of have to develop. A better personality usually to get women like right. obviously not just in terms of like risen game but usually they have to be like slightly ambitious slightly good at approaching a woman yes but on only fans it can kind of normalize like really bad game like only right. on only fans can you approach a woman and say like you have an amazing body and then that will not only be tolerated but like rewarded and you'll get so much attention for that but like if you're not having real world experience with women outside of that and you go up to a woman and say that in the real world like you're going to be seen as creepy and stuff Using the internet without ExpressVPN. It's almost like when you forget to meet yourself on Zoom and you're talking about your boss's receding hairline and you realize, oh, sh- he hears this whole fucking conversation. Why do people need a VPN? Because your service internet providers know exactly what you're searching up. And then your service providers can sell this information to giant corporations to then target ads to you. A VPN is a virtual private network that basically encrypts your data and it's it keeps your data from being leaked. So ExpressVPN reroutes your network data through a secure and encrypted tunnel so you're internet service provider can't see or sell your online activity. It's very simple to use, just fire up the app, one click of a button. It works on phones, laptops, and even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. And personally, I like using ExpressVPN for the exact reason. It keeps your internet and, and data secure. With a, a private network, you could actually access internet from Japan or from Korea or from anywhere in the world, you could access internet to that exact location. You could access 
shows on Netflix from that exact location. So it's actually very useful if you want to watch shows in, in other countries and access websites from other countries. Let's say you're booking plane tickets in another country. You could now access discounts. That being said, protect your online privacy by visiting expressvpn.com slash down bad show today that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n.com slash down bad show and you could get an extra three months for free at expressvpn.com slash down bad show huh this is interesting to me because i don't i don't feel like the concept of like poor like prostitution like work etc is like a new thing i don't think like like in like medieval times, like brothels exist. Like in China, like everywhere in the world, like this has always been something for consumption. This has always been a service, right? That is like, like that people partake in and it's normal. And I don't, and like, I don't know, like back then, back then are people also saying the same thing? Like, oh, the existence of brothels like is ruining family values. But it's like, mm -hmm. I don't understand why it's just so specific. Like I think the hatred that I always see is so specific to like OnlyFans women more so than it is for like porn in general or like like prostitution in general and i think there's just something about like maybe the accessibility of it and mm. like how easy it is to get to that like really angers people and i think i don't know i think there's a there's a part of it that i think has to do with like just jealousy yeah. and envy of like how Rich successful get, yeah. yeah how successful these women are how much money they're making for something that right and i think i think there is a bit imbalance here because men can't do the same most of the, like men mm. can't mm. Right. get on OnlyFans and like make like make me hundreds and thousands of dollars and right. like maybe there's a part of them that actually wishes they could <laughs> I think so. but because they can they take that they project that like hate and insecurity on you but like honestly like can we like if you could get a bag if you could get on OnlyFans make a million dollars and like I'm saying like you don't even have to post your dick it's like just thirst traps like would uh -huh. you not do that well, if I, I told you you could be a millionaire right now I think I think the male equivalent these days is is the is the entrepreneurs that that do courses for uh, hundreds of dollars and like oh you could be a millionaire today if you uh, mm -hmm. right and, and there's a lot of that on, on TikTok so yeah I I think uh, and that could also be a little scammy too right you're uh, it's like a whole pyramid scheme like yeah. you you teach you how to sell courses oh now I know this marketing fucking thing now I'm gonna teach you how to sell courses and now I'm gonna you know get a bunch of tiktok editors and fucking yeah you know uh try to sell my course so it there's, there's scams i think that that could be the equivalent but um yeah i and, and that's i guess it doesn't sit right with me either right mm. i think um but the, the the one other thing is like morally right selling your body has has always been deemed as like you know it, not morally just is that the right do you deem it that way me personally no i think i think you, you are your own body you get to do what you want you want to make a bag off of it by all means right um but i think to your point earlier why 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 do uh, why do men shame women for it, it's like always been mm -hmm. The, the like uh, the, the service has always been around i think yeah every day everyday girls get to get to be on only fans mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. um like you could you could be like before there was it's it was like a huge like barrier barrier like like uh entrance to mm -hmm. to, to become a star or to become mm -hmm. somebody right nowadays it's just so accessible 
um it's also the service of OnlyFans is not just sexes, but it's also intimacy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you're yeah. you're also selling your your time with 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 someone. You're right. you're sharing like oh the the good morning babes. Now that you could do that with with a with a girl for right. OnlyFans. Yeah, that's not like that novel to the industry of sex work though. Like I think in 2005, 16 percent of men were buying sex, and that's like right. not including cam work. But 50 percent of them would. Uh, frequent the same prostitute over and over. And a lot of them said it's because it felt like she was a second wife or something. So mm. guys right. have always bought intimacy, even if it didn't take the form of getting a good morning right. text every single day. Like a big part of sex work is fulfilling the intimacy need for men. And right. Husband. Um, I mean, I will, I, I agree. I, I think it's definitely more prevalent in yeah. like sex and porn because it is intimate and it is right. Like sexual, but it's like, I think, I honestly think the problem is honestly like social media in general, right? Like when you talk about, like oh everyday women are getting on only it's like everyday people in general are just getting online they're mm-hmm. becoming content creators they're becoming tiktokers they're yeah. putting their lives out there and like like kind of this like selling attention like think about twitch like that's twitch mm-hmm. as a platform is i'm putting my life for you to watch eight hours straight i'm giving you my attention you pay me five dollars you subscribe to me i'm yeah. gonna say thank you jimmy thank you for the five dollar yeah. thank you for the 50 gifted subs you're the best man i appreciate you so much and like there's so many parasocial like relationships yeah. that happens right with like streamer and their viewers especially where like stalkers happen like people like genuinely think they're in relationships with content creators yeah. because that interaction is so constant every day and people are so I mean, they're so attention starved, right? That yeah. they get a thank you from a streamer and they fall in love and they think yeah. that's their girlfriend. Yeah. And I and yeah, and I don't think it's specific to OnlyFans, but I do think OnlyFans, Twitch, I mean, really any social media platform at this point that like has interaction starts having these things. And I think the, the problem is just that people are lonely and people yeah. don't know how to talk to each other. Yeah. And then you just give them like, yeah, it's kind of like you get on the internet and this like wild place with no rules and like people jump into it head first and like they, they get into these problems. But like even like with AI today, and I'm sure you, you read some of this stuff, right? But like, have you have you seen the Snapchat creator that created an AI bot of herself and made like $72,000 in a week or something? Because a bunch of people are like, yeah, like just having like phone calls with mm. this like AI bot and like texting and like feeling like they have this girlfriend now, yeah. even though it's like completely fake. They, did right. they know it was a bot or no? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like, damn. oh, it's this bot that's trained off of this girl, but it's like, but it's mm. like a bot that's answering their questions. But like, even like Replica, right? If you know Replica, it's like, it was this app that like, kind of blew up too and it's just people getting to talk to this fake fake like it's like the whole premise of her like oh i'm falling mm-hmm. in love with my like ai bot i'm falling in love with like my siri because yeah. they just don't have anyone to talk to and even if it's a fake person that's like enough for some people and i don't i don't know i don't know if the blame is to be put on like the only fans yeah or something. like the stream or, or the whatever i think it's like there's a deeper problem here in society where like people don't know really how to talk to each other anymore and how to have interactions and like, I wish we started there instead of like shaming people for trying to find, you right. know, like, like ways to, to feel okay. Yeah. So what, what what do you think is actually the, uh, what do you think men need in society? Like the, the, the guys that are paying for, for your OnlyFans, what do you think they need r- realistically? Yeah, I think a lot of them just need friendships. I, I don't know if it's the case that all of them are entirely lonely. Cause I don't know if you have this experience, but a lot of guys who go on OnlyFans or fan house or fans, they have girlfriends and wives sadly. So I don't know if it's necessarily that 
they're just in like a deficit of you know what I mean like female connection um I think a lot of it is just addiction I think this isn't specific to men but they just uh obviously the way it affects men and women are is different I think just in our generation and general people have just uh, an addiction to like instant stimulation and it even affects me like obviously I don't know if you guys relate to this but being self-employed and like working online I interact with way more people online on a daily basis than I do in person and then because of that it affects the way it like completely fucks up the way I socialize in person so then when I go get lunch with friends my barrier for stimulation is so high and that's not sexual that's emotional and social but it fucks me up because then I feel super bored in the moment I want to go on my phone mm. and but then if I were to spend a week with them I feel so much better after the week you right, have, to, right. have to just kind of push through right so I feel like it's the same thing um on the sexual side like these it's going to fuck up these guys in the long run if they're constantly seeking like sexual relationships in this right. really like flattened way right um so I think what men need in general is to just I don't know, just like overpower their self-control. Yeah, overpower their need um, for stimulation for just like long-term gratification instead mm -hmm. of short-term. I don't know if it's necessarily that men are being like disaffected, like the right. you know incels aren't getting enough. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think everyone's just being affected by like right. overstimulation. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's why I, I advocate a lot for um, a, a lot of self-help YouTubers out there who who like promote stuff like the, the dopamine detox or yeah. like a lot of like monk mode, like a lot of like. Yeah. A positive, yeah. like you know, reinforcement to, yeah. to help men get out of you know yeah. their 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 addictions, um, rather than attacking, you know, OnlyFans yeah. girl. Like I yeah. like th those type. I of agree. No, I think that's so much more productive. Like I've seen stuff where like like don't start your day on your phone because you're mm -hmm. immediately fucking up your dopamine receptors. You're like starting off your day with like, oh, this is how high on dopamine I have to be. And if you go into the rest of your day and it's not there, you lose energy so quickly. Yeah. And it, But it's it's the same thing. And it's like, I don't know, I, I guess kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier, but I'm really curious, can you define like these red pillars to me? Like, because I don't interact with people like that a lot, but it's like, mm -hmm. what do you mean when someone is like, yeah, when, when someone says like, oh, I take the red pill. I'm so brain broken by like interacting with red pilled people. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it's so nuanced, but it's really not. Right. Because I've just seen so many of them. Um, I think a lot of the red pillars pretty much believe there are just very obvious differences between male and female sexuality. And on depending how deep you're on the spectrum, if you're like a fresh and fit level, they mean they think that means a relationship should be closed on the female's end, but open on the male's end because, you know, that's just their biological imperative is to just knock up a lot of women. Again, I'm so numb to all this. I love seeing your reaction to it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it's, it's open. It's open relationships only for the men. Yeah. and closed for the girl because yeah. because women are biologically wired to just be with one man, and then uh, men were supposed to fuck. Yeah, everybody. Basically, the red pill just means that like the way society is structured. Um, it's in a way that maybe favors women and men are the ones kind of being disaffected socially. Like women are the ones put on this pedestal, but men are actually the ones being screwed over because they have to work to provide versus women naturally have value. Men are always gonna be attracted to women even if they're working at McDonald's versus a man has to earn his value. And because of that, because he has to earn it, he should have more sexual leverage because he actually had to do something versus the women are all kind of like interchangeable, but the man had to, you know what I mean? Earn his glory. There's so many holes in it, I, but yeah. I, I will say this though, like I, I I have read a lot into that like community and I have learned certain things that I think are true. Mm -hmm. I think there are certain things in in the red pill that that like defines gender gender roles and and gender uh dynamics that mm -hmm. I'm like 
No, like this should be the case. I think men should like I still do believe like traditional values. Like men should be the provider. Mm-hmm. I ha- like yesterday. Um, you know, I, we have a friend. Yeah, we we, we were kind of having a debate uh, over over lunch about you know she you know makes six figures. She is makes X amount. And she's also a pretty, pretty tall girl. So I like, I just know like her dating pool is just a lot smaller for mm. her to feel feminine, right? Cause she was saying like, oh, I, I'm cool with the guy just at, at home taking care of the household, you know, while I'm, I go out and be the breadwinner. Right. But I feel like I don't think that's gonna, that's a, uh, f- that's gonna lead to a functional relationship. I, I, I think she, it like, she now has to, go against her her natural biological like right. wiring to I, i'm now going to provide for the, for the family right. you be a stay-at-home dad mm-hmm. right and and, she, and she's like no like if that just works for us that just works for us but i'm like mm-hmm. mm. interesting i i don't know i i don't know what do you see as like the issues like the obstacles in them working that out i i think if she's making more money and she's going out and being the provider, mm-hmm. being taking on the masculine role, then I think at a certain point the, the man's not gonna feel like a man. I, th- I think the dude is gonna be like, "Oh, babe, uh, what I want to go buy a car. I really want." She's like, "No, no, like I, I did. I, I think this household needs da da da." Okay, right? so the way you see it, because she earns more, she'll have more of a say yeah, over on, his on the, actions, o- over his, uh, over the household and his actions. Because he'll and be using her money to spend ba- it. Basically, yeah. And I think it, it just it puts him in, in more of a like a feminine role, like a, more of a submissive role, right? And I think gender dynamics, like it makes people more comfortable. I don't know. Do, you don't do, think she might be equally as uncomfortable if the roles were reversed and she had to kind of get his permission to maybe go get a car? Like, Or do you think that's more natural so the woman's not going to feel uncomfortable leaning on her man? I, I yeah I I think it's uh she, she's uh she, she she's gonna be a like obviously um I, I think she's gonna be more comfortable being in her feminine interesting um yeah no this this take is interesting to me because I think and I, I don't think, think if she I don't think she necessarily like wants a fucking sports car and as badly as. <sighs> Huh. her man does i think but. well that's the thing of, i think that's a beautiful thing about human nature right is like i think it's very much 50 50 nature versus nurture right mm-hmm. like we have a certain things of like the set of genes that we're born with and like these things we're predisposed to do but the, the fact that we're humans is because we make conscious decisions sometimes to go against our biology even right and like i mean like we live in a right we live in a society where like like you say, like oh, he might feel less of a man. Like we live in a society where like transgender people exist. Some people, some like gender is fluid. Sometimes people are like, yeah, I don't want to be a man, or I don't want to be a woman, or I want to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's so like right. Like I am fascinated by psychology. I love psychology. I love biology. I love like learning where like certain things come from. Like we talk mm-hmm. about a lot of this stuff, right? Like with like yeah, the differences between men and women. Like oh yeah, men were evolved to like yeah, like want to fuck a lot of women because that's how you like can guarantee your offspring like your your genes are spread but like what if you want to fuck a lot of dudes no but then no but then we evolved to like hey but into this like monogamous kind of household Mm -hmm. because that's what we figured hey this is what is fulfilling or this is what makes us happy right like there are people that are monogamous there are people that are polyamorous Mm -hmm. and it it is so right like what people choose it's a little like choose your own adventure right like Mm -hmm. yeah like your biology says a certain thing and like you're socialized a certain way but at the end of the day 
we all get to choose. And I think mm-hmm. that's awesome, right? And we all get to figure out what, what works for us. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like with my life too, like so many of like the what's norms or like what is the structure is so turned upside down because like, like I provide for my parents. I right. provide for my mm-hmm. father, yeah. right? And like, I, I take a lot of pride in that. I feel great in that. And my dad is very proud of me, right? right. It's not, I don't know. And like, does it make him feel less like a man? Does it make me feel like a man? Because I'm, I don't, like, I don't know, but are mm-hmm. we happy? And like, do we love each other mm-hmm. as a family? Yes. And like, I think, I think I have a great little family, like even if it's like untraditional or unconventional. And so it's, I don't know, it's really interesting for people if they're all like- But not being that you you, you do that, wouldn't you want like in a relationship, wouldn't you want a man that now could provide for you, make you feel like, oh, I don't have to do all this. Now, what if like a guy makes X amount where he could provide for, for, for his family and your family, right? Because like you're- I mean, like, you know, give it up to you. You're the co-founder. There's there's not a lot of guys who could even match like, that, match that yeah. level. So, like, for your your dating pool almost, ha- like, is a little bit smaller <laughs> for you to feel like... Like, like, a, a, like feminine a feminine side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it's like... But when you do meet a guy like that, right? that's when I feel like you feel the most comfortable and you feel like... Hmm, do you feel like nice. that's the case? Like, what's your dating history like? Do you usually date guys who make more or less than you? I don't know what your income status um, is, but... I've done both. Like, I've dated guys who... I don't know, like... Or, like, a lot of times you're in school. Like, a lot of mm. my relationships, right? I'm only two yeah. years out of college. Like, a lot of our relationships are just, like... You're both, like, broke college students right. or, like, whatever. Um, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of times we're on, like, equal footing. Like, we have jobs mm-hmm. that pay similar amounts. And, like... Sure, like, I mean, I love being feminine, too. Like, I love right. wearing my pretty dresses and going out on dates and, like, being taken care of. Like, I mm-hmm. think a lot of women do. But I just, yeah, I, I don't, I, I just think it's never, like, you can never just stereotype an entire group of people and be like, this is what they want. Like, yeah, me, yes. Actually, I do want a family. Like, I actually would love to be a stay-at-home mom someday. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'd love to cook. I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to just, like, provide and take care. And, like, yeah, and that's just a part of me. But that's not a part of like every woman and like nor should you expect that from like every woman and like it doesn't make someone less of a woman if that's not what they want. You know? uh, uh. I guess his point was kind of like like you just described um, your parental child relationship mm-hmm. maybe feels a little bit reversed because typically mm-hmm. with like Americans, their parents provide for them. I'm in right. the same boat as you where I make right. more than my parents. They're immigrants, right. like minimum wage workers. So I'm going to like right. look out for them and stuff. Right. Um, but then you were saying you don't know how it makes your dad feel. So same way he was saying that right. couple, the guy might feel emasculated because he has to lean on the woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, they could do it. But I guess his point is like uh, similar to the example with you and your dad. Mm-hmm. Do you think you guys would feel more comfortable? Like he'd feel more emasculated. You'd feel you know what I mean? Right. He'd feel more honored right. if he was the one who got to fulfill that right. role. I mean, maybe, but like, who cares is my point mm-hmm. because what this is works too. Like we're happy. Yeah. We love each other. We're able to take care and provide for each other. And like, and it works. And I'm just saying there are lots of different definitions of like these things that can work for people. Like it doesn't have to be one way for it to be a real family or like mm-hmm. like family values. Like, like right, like, yeah, what the fuck does family values mean? Like that the man has to be the head of household or it's a dysfunctional family? Like, cause I would disagree with that. I, I think there's not, there's not enough maybe education for guys to lean on. There's mm. like, I think guys are just, they, they they need really good role models and a lot mm-hmm. of times they don't have that mm-hmm. um and that's why you know fresh and fit talks about 
being the, a high value man, mm-hmm. right? Because quite frankly, I don't think there are a lot of that. Oh, like good male role models. Yeah, good that's, role models. that's kind of why Andrew Tate like rose so much as people felt like masculinity was being attacked. Like we were just mm. kind of like broad stroke labeling all masculinity right. as toxic and bad and right. not showing healthy examples of masculinity. Right. Yeah. It felt like people were kind of right. pushing men to feel more feminine. So then yeah. people yeah. overcorrected and the pendulum right. swung exactly. the other way. Right. So what do you think like a really healthy masculine role model would look like? I like think, what kind of traits would they embody? I think uh, there's, I don't know if there's a, a YouTuber that I watch, Iman Gatsi. Um, I think I think he's uh, some of his videos, like like the things I talked about. You know, he he makes videos about like you know how to cure addictions, like monk mode. Uh, he he talks about he has clips of him uh, talking about you know just on, on dates. You 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 wanna you wanna pay for the dates. You know you wanna be. Um, you know if, if you don't make X amounts, don't go on dates. Work on yourself first. Mm. Um, you know, stuff, stuff like that, I, I think really like resonated with me and yeah, for, for me personally, I, I even, you know, I, I, I preach a lot of, um, just, you know, going to the gym, working on yourself. I think stuff like that, Andrew T also talks about, right. Mm-hmm. You know, f- fucking hit the gym. Yeah. Um, and there's, uh, most of America is, is a fucking overweight. That's, that's a, that's a problem, you know? Um, what else? Uh, what do you think the woman should do prior to going on a date? So, like, the man should get his income in order. He right. should work out first. Like, right. what do you think women just should just come as they are? Like, what are the good feminine traits? Well, that that's that's where like some of the rip hill stuff is mm-hmm. like. That's where they fill in with like, oh, body count, loyalty. Those are the only <laughs> two important things because they're right. like, those are the two things. Like, we have to do all this shit. We have to like become millionaires, work out. Yeah. Literally, all you have to do is just like keep your legs closed. And then that's why so many guys subscribe to that because they're like, that's so easy compared mm-hmm. to like going what, to the gym what, or starting what, a business. What, what, what guys have to do? Yeah. Right? Do you feel that way? Do you feel like modesty and isn't too much to expect from a woman? Or like, what do you expect from a girl you're going on a date with after you, yeah. you know, are paying and all this? Yeah. Or like adding on to that, like if a woman has a bi- high body count, do you respect her less? Or like, right. Like, do you this feel like- a safe space. Yeah. Do you feel like there's an <laughs> ideal body count for you? Or like, like if someone's a virgin, like, does that make her okay, higher Okay. No, I, no, no I, I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do a virgin. I, I think that's, right. I think, I think a lack of experience. Like I, okay. All right. Here we go. I, I I want I want her to be a porn star for just me. Mm. Um and and th- here's the thing. Sometimes it's almost scary too. Like if if I'm dating a girl, and maybe she has a low body count, but she's done a whole shit ton of stuff with her ex. Mm. Oh my god, I don't want to hear about that either. Oh, that's more intimidating. That a little bit, right? Maybe she just had like a string of casual hookups. No, not even a string. Maybe she had like her body counts four, five, right? But then. She dated one guy for like three years, and she like they just did the craziest, mm. kinkiest shit together. Sure. And yeah, and like, oh man, maybe one day she pulls up a sex tape, like, oh shit, where does this fucking right? But right, like she she could be yes. like super freaky with, with the with the guy. Sure. Wouldn't that also make you fucking uncomfortable? You know what I'm saying? So I maybe see. just not knowing her sexual past. Sure. Is 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 where, where I'm at. Okay, so you said you don't want a girl with no experience, but yeah. you also don't want her to have had yeah. been too experienced with her ex. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm curious though. Let's say, let's say you meet a girl and she has the exact same sexual experiences you do. Uh-huh. Like same body counts, done the same things right. with her exes. Would you judge her for that? Would you be like, that's too much? Oh shit. Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, here, here's a tip for you ladies. All right. 
maybe you just don't reveal that much maybe just you prefer that huh you'd prefer that. okay if i'll be honest i prefer you know just not not knowing Okay. All right, even if you do have it, okay. like a, a crazy sexual past, right. you know, like don't 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 right. tell, don't tell your man that. Right, and what and why is it because it makes you feel insecure? It, it makes guys feel uncomfortable. Period. Do you think even if she didn't tell you verbally, like you would figure that out in the bedroom? How experienced she is, anyway? Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, you would just think like, oh, this is the first time. Yeah, this <laughs> is the first time. Maybe she, maybe we, maybe we we just get each other. Maybe yeah. this is like sexual chemistry is crazy. Um, but I, I do think, yeah, like the, uh, I, I mean, I'm just one guy though. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of guys. That makes sense. I'm, I'm really curious on what you were saying about this though. Like about these guys saying that they have to be high value in all these ways. All women have to do is quote unquote, like keep their legs closed. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. I think that society expects a lot more from women than that. Like we have to like. I don't know. We have to take care of people around us. We have to like, like, I don't know, like please people. Like we have to, you know, like there's a lot of expectations. Like even in a family, like the older sister has to provide yeah. for like things like that. Like there is a lot of caretaking that is expected from yeah. women. Yeah, I think yeah. No, no, no. Beyond that, it's uh, I I do think um, I would want a woman to be in their feminine side and mm -hmm. have that feminine energy with me mm -hmm. because you know yeah stuff like right. you know, uh, cooking around the right. house maybe you know while i'm out laboring while i'm out yeah. doing man shit right you're you're you know maybe doing the laundry for me like look at this place it's a fucking mess i need a woman in my life right. you know so it's like uh, but you know i'm i would say i'm i'm doing relatively well on, on social media but look this crib is a fucking mess but if you're making so much money why not like get have a, a made right yeah and then also have a yeah. really good relationship with your girlfriend don't you think she'll resent you if she feels like you're you're like bang made a little bit mm. yeah i feel like I, I i know so many female friends that have talked about like feeling like they were their partner's mom Mm -hmm. Like do like yeah like and that kills attraction if you start to see a guy in like okay. a familial way like a brother or son right, some right, girls right. really enjoy that like nurturing role for sure, me sure, personally sure. if right. I feel like I have to like mother guy it's the biggest turn off mm. right but if a woman's super feminine maybe she'll you know find some relish in that right. do you think you would or do you think you'd lose attraction like cleaning and cooking for a guy all the time I mean I think a man needs to be independent right like he should yeah. be able to take yeah. care of himself right. but like. Like the whole part of being a, with, with a partner in general is like you get to do things for this other person that like you like. Like it's and it's not just cooking and cleaning. It's like all the love languages, right? Like I like to take my partner out on dates too. I like to buy them gifts. I like to do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it, and it's it's give and take. And like in turn, they also do it for me. And I think that's the balance there. But I just I don't know. I don't I don't understand this whole concept of like high value. Like what does a high value woman look like? To, like is that uh, is well, that a thing? Uh, a virgin. <laughs> literally that's it they say that but that's not really true like they also obviously want a woman who's like super attractive yeah. right which means like she's putting effort into her appearance but if right. they're putting too much effort then they'll consider you like a hoe kind of so, like there's there's really no winning but um, <laughs> it sounds like you both kind of want like traditional roles because you say eventually down the line you'd want to be a stay-at-home mom and right. you'd want right yeah right. but what what, what what do you think is is like a high high value woman um i don't really subscribe to like the, the, the red those, pill right yeah, yeah, sure i don't know i, I it's weird because like when i hear high value i like just associate it with that yeah. i don't know if i would call someone like a high value i right. think anyone who's able to kind of like provide for themselves and yeah. be successful so kind yeah. of like 
the opposite of the way these conservative men see it because right. they want a woman who's more feminine. But for right. me, like, I find it super attractive when men or women are just, like, on top of right. their shit. Like, I think it's super cool that you own a company, for instance. I would call you a high-value woman. <laughs> no, I yeah, I think the concept of high-value to me should just be gender neutral, right? Yeah. Like, like, is this person, like, good qualities. Like, is this person ambitious? Is this person caring? Is this person, like, right? Like, do they take care of the people around yeah. them? Like, do they, are they independent? Do they take care mm-hmm. of themselves? Like, I think that's the thing that you should want in both a male or female partner, right. like, in general. And so it's really weird to me that it's, for whatever reason, to, to these guys, it's separated. Super it's asymmetrical, like, yeah. So you, you don't think there are, you, you subscribe to any type of gender roles at all? I probably do, just not ones that kind of relegate women to the household and just okay. like base their value off like their their modesty, their cleaning yeah, status, right, their right, like right. motherhood mm-hmm. roles, and then right. I don't subscribe to in that like caveman mm-hmm. of a way, I guess. Okay, mm-hmm. but 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 in in more of a like uh, like submissive and mat like that type of way, where it's like mm. you know you feel like a woman, you like you you're holding onto his arm. Like on a date, that that kind of way, and you're not yeah. just, just like okay, we're we're both strutting down the block. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's a gender role thing for me. I think people in general kind of like put on a mask when they go outside. For me, I feel mm. like in my day to day life, I have a very like masculine dominant personality. So okay. if I could be dating someone ideally who I could be more like submissive and feminine right. with, then I would find that like super attractive and that would turn right. me on a ton. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, they'd feel the same way too, right? Yeah, yeah but they could yeah. also be more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you think um, the man should be kind of like a little bit less? vulnerable around the woman to like preserve some of his masculinity i i, I think so i i i, I do I, I don't think you know he oh men shouldn't cry men mm-hmm. should, you know i think yeah like if if something struck a chord in me and i don't know like um, i i just failed a business or mm-hmm. so, something like that that i just i just lost a, a loved one I, my dog died i'm crying mm-hmm. i'm i'm, I'm it better have to be a more like extreme thing like that i i mm-hmm. I, I don't know like it yeah, I think if it's like uh, every day, like I'm just going through it, I- I'm I, like, I-, I feel I'm hitting the gym. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I- I'm going for a run. I'm doing mm. something that like I'm not leaning on to my woman to, to help uh, yeah. have her help save me. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm going for a drive. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe in the car, my so, so something will come out. But I'm I'm good. You know, I'm I'm taking my ass to the gym and then. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring my shit out. That's really interesting because I've heard a lot of guys say that the reason they love having a girlfriend is because they can't be super emotionally vulnerable with their male friends because, mm. you know, masculinity is kind of uh-huh. a competition within like male peer groups. So yeah. their girlfriends where they can like let it out in a way that doesn't feel gay, but mm. you don't feel that way. So what do you see as like the benefits of having a girlfriend besides like the sexual intimacy? I think um, I, I'd still like the... I still like talking uh, to, mm. to, to, to a girl, mm. but I'm not... Mm-hmm. I'm not crying. I'm not yeah. like I'm. I'm not relying on that person mm-hmm. to like help, like save me. I might. I might. You know. Mm-hmm. I'll still talk it out. I'll still get yeah. to it. But the 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 super. Uh, I think a lot where, where where guys, um, fuck up is sometimes they they rely on their girlfriend mm-hmm. to to help save them. Mm-hmm. Like oh, they're they're a little bit more codependent on like mm-hmm. oh, I I need I need her mm-hmm. in my life. Or else, da, da, da. like no, you. At the end of the day, like you are gonna pull yourself out of whatever thing you're, you're going mm-hmm. through. Like you have mm-hmm. a failed business, you like she's not gonna fucking partner up with you and mm-hmm. help. You know, you are gonna mm-hmm. f- figure this shit out. Is it fully so, independent, or would you kind of also turn to your male friends for some help? I would, uh, yeah, I would also turn to to my guy friends. Like they mm-hmm. they would probably give me some more. Uh, 
you know, just like, I don't know, like logistical advice on how to get my shit better. Mm-hmm. But uh, for, for for my girl, yeah, I was like, yeah, like sucks, you know. Yeah. But I've heard more extreme examples from this. Again, my, I'm so brain broken from uh-huh. talking to red pillars, where they're kind of similar. They're like iron sharpens iron, but like you can't be sharp. Iron isn't sharpened by a feather, right. so there's no point going to women for your. This is what they say. I love your reactions, but they said there's no point going to women for like support because she's just gonna emasculate you. She's gonna be like, oh, let's sit on the couch and then eat ice cream. That's how you'll feel better. Versus men will be like, let's hit the gym. Let's like start a business, whatever. So some red pillars will even advise men to not ever live with their girlfriends or wives and to only live in like high value man houses <laughs> to make sure their iron is always sharp and stuff yeah do you feel like there's any validity to that that like maybe living with a woman because how are you going to hide your tears if you're living with someone so right how do you do that do you go to the car and then cry there uh, right so i'm i'm at a place where like i know what they're talking about but that that is like a, definitely like an extreme case like you know if if i'm yeah if if i'm gonna marry someone one day yeah of course and live with them um but i do think that there are certain spaces where i'm not gonna rely on them like i sure i'll I'll vent to them da 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 like i've i've cried to to my girl because Mm -hmm. like a video flopped Mm. (laughs) no no no, like like i've you know i I I put a lot of fucking money into the video (laughs) yeah it flopped oh this shit sucks you know and you know, she was there. She 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 let me vent it out. But then, um, how would you feel afterwards? But, but here's the, but yeah. here's the thing, right? I, I feel I felt better. Mm-hmm. I felt better. But it's almost like in in that state, like if I just stayed with that state, if I just okay tomorrow, I'm just gonna hang out with her. I'm just gonna you know like mm. just yeah, I guess mope on the couch with her. Um, th- that's not gonna do anything for me. Yeah, you know. Right. But then. What what ended up happening was like, okay, now, I I think I went to to like like a like a business seminar afterwards, and I like I, I took notes. I like went back, like I, I talked to certain mentors. Like mm. that helped me get back on my footing. Yeah. Right. But a lot of guys, they they just again extreme examples. Mm-hmm. You know, just their girl will just make them a beta bitch and and they won't yeah so you can vent to her but you have to kind of like stay on your toes and make sure you're not gonna right yeah. like vent to her like for for a quick like you know hot minute yeah i'm venting to her crying a little bit and then just like <sighs> all right cool i'm gonna get my shit together i'm curious what your thoughts are on therapy then do you see it the same way like or do you think it's unhealthy i personally i i've i've, I've i've done therapy i don't think it's that helpful i think life coaches and are better how come i think mentors and life coaches are better because they're more forward thinking they're more okay they're more proactive Mm, than thinking about like let's focus on these childhood uh, let's focus on the feelings let's focus on like uh talking about it no like okay talk about it sure and now what do we have to do yeah what do you think about that do you think therapy just kind of has you like just fester in your feelings for too long I mean, I've done both, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've I've done therapy and I've also had, like, executive coaches. And I I don't know. I actually think both of them are very... It's, like, reflective in both ways. It's like, okay, yeah, why are you feeling the things that you, you're feeling? Why are you struggling with the things that you're struggling? Like, it's like the first step to changing is understanding yourself, right? Yeah. And understanding why you have the problems that you do. And then, I, I mean, I, I think even with therapy, it's two-part. Like, a, and maybe it's just, like, 
maybe you haven't had a good therapist, but sure. I really love my therapist because the next thing he'll get to is like, okay, so now we figured out this pattern. Do you want to change it? Right. Like, do you want to do mm. this differently? Right. And then it's like kind of like there's action there, right? That I can go back and like, hey, here's what, right? Like, oh, if you want to build better relationships with your friends, why don't you reach mm -hmm. out to like five people this week? Why mm -hmm. don't you, you know, do these things and see how it feels? So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think it's all like therapy isn't all just feeling zone sometimes. Like yeah. I think it, it, it's a, it's about like improvement and self-improvement right. too. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of both. I'm a fan of like therapy and I'm a fan of coaching. I'm a fan of 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 struggle and you picking <laughs> yourself back up. Like eat like eat, right. like the more right. you you get hurt and you you could pick yourself back up, the the, the stronger you get. I agree with that. Um, I, agree I with think that. a lot of a lot of guys they they're so fearful of putting themselves right. out there and making a move right. you know uh that they just don't do it and right. then when, when they get hurt when they get shut down right that's that's so painful I agree. yeah but but again i think that's why for me it's like all of these lessons and themes are gender neutral and i i almost feel like mm. putting the gender lens on it where it's like oh the whole ironing sharpening shit that you were saying with like oh you can't go to your i mean that's that's gender neutral it's like also like mm. like when a girl gets out of a relationship and she's crying and she's sad and she goes to her girlfriends yeah like we'll eat ice cream together we'll cheer and then it's like go like go be mm. a bad bitch again like go do your fucking makeup let's go out like we're yeah. gonna rock up shit like we're let's go to the gym we're gonna yeah. look hot we're gonna do stuff like women can sharpen too it's not just right it's like in general like there are people that'll make you complacent and there are people that like push you to grow and yeah. you want to surround yourself with things like that and i don't know like there's a there's a vietnamese saying that my mom used to say to me so much um but it's like oh god how is it it's like so it's like if you're around ink it will darken you and if you're mm. around light it will brighten you and it's just like it's just a concept of surrounding yourself with yeah. good people right but it it's not like oh you can't be with your girlfriend or you can't be with like yeah, yeah. that is that's just bullshit to me mm. that's just bullshit to me like if you're with a good partner no matter who they are they will uplift you and they'll make you a better person no i completely agree and like I also don't like what they're saying because they're also implying that like all male friendships are just naturally healthy. But it's like you could be in a bad place and your friend, your male friends could be like, oh, let's just go to the strip club. Like, let's waste time no. video gaming, right. you know, right, 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 right. legit some yeah. of the like, like some of the like, like a lot of male spaces, like a lot of fraternities on campus. Yeah. Like mm. th those places are like trash, never taken out. Like, oh, my God, who did you tell me this story? Who told me this story? It's like these guys who lived in the house and they like someone threw up in the sink. And none of them wanted to clean that up. You didn't tell. It wasn't didn't you. Tell okay, you, but it's disgusting. Well, yeah. none of them wanted to clean this up, so they just left this clogged sink. But they needed to use the sink, so they would keep brushing their teeth and like <laughs> spitting into the sink, and it would just fill. It would fill up with the throw up until it mm -hmm. got to the point where there's like mold. There's like things living in this water, and they had to yeah, they had to like <laughs> scrub it. Out. And I'm like, that's not very. That's not very masculine. Yeah. Like. Very good. high value man. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not, not a very really high value man to, really. to, to, to keep throw up in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> not very high value, you guys. No, that's so true though. You can have like really <laughs> filthy like sedentary friends regardless of gender. That's so true. Get it together, Kappa Sig. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. Um, I actually I'm I'm curious. So pivoting a little bit, Farah, but I, I'm curious what your take is because you're you're in this world and I I'm a little bit like I used to be an OnlyFans creator too, right? Like I, I co-founded a, a platform too where people make money through like interactions with each other online. Um, and like, and, and yeah, so I think about this a lot between what is like healthy interactions and what is mm -hmm. unhealthy. But like, 
with with what you do like do you ever feel like it does affect your life do you ever feel like it does affect your personal relationships and like how do you yeah how do you draw boundaries and balance between what you do and like what is work and then what is like your life right of that separation mm, yeah i don't know if you feel this way but i think oftentimes when guys are subscribing to your only fans i mean i'm more curated online so i feel like when people subscribe to me it's more for like a fantasy um do you kind of feel like you're yourself online I'm very, I'm actually, yeah, I know, I, I curate too. Like, I'm very yeah. particular about what I choose to put online and mm. what I don't. And, like, honestly, a lot of the stuff I do put online are jokes. Like, I'm, mm. I never actually review personal things about my sex life. Like, like I was in a relationship for two and a half years and nobody fucking knew because that was mm. my business. Like, yeah. no, right? It's just like, like, what I'll put online is just like, oh, I like sex. And then I word it in a way that's funny. But, like, yeah. you don't actually know what kind of sex I'm having. Or, you like, when actually... you're having sex. Exactly. They just know you're very, like, sexual Exactly. Person. So so it is it is definitely a persona to some yeah. degree. And it's not, it's not like it's inauthentic because that's, like, me and it's yeah. things I like. But it's not, like, you're... You have, too like you don't even know my name is Rosie of, online. Like that, mm. to me, like that's my separation, right? Yeah. Is is like what's funny and will make people laugh. I'll mm-hmm. put it on, and the rest of it is my life. Yeah. Um. In terms of how is it affecting my personal relationships, I haven't been in a relationship since starting an OnlyFans. Mm. I started in like September, but uh, when I was in LA, I was trying to like meet more people because I didn't know anyone out here. So I went on a date every single day for like two months straight. I think. Eric might have told you that. I did <laughs> not he introduce as many people. Crazy. He's like, this is far. I went on a date every wow. day for like two months just to try and meet people. And it was good for like right. my my TikTok script writing because, mm-hmm. you know, I talk about like gender roles and stuff and right. like kind of just quote guys for like dumb shit they say. Right. Um. So I told them, like a lot of the guys, I had an OnlyFans. So I got like a spectrum of responses. Mm. A lot of them would just kind of like tear me down for it and just say like. Uh, uh, wow. During the date. Yeah, oh. but I made the mistake. I don't do this anymore. I made the mistake when I would go on these dates of telling the guys if they'd ask how much I was earning, I would right. tell them. And then I realized a lot of it was kind of jealousy because all these guys, um, if they weren't in the industry and just had like a normal job, I think yeah. they just get uh, just want to feel like maybe I needed their approval a little bit. And if they found out like, OK, I kind of have this like successful business going on now, suddenly they're like, oh, well, you know, it's going to make it like harder for you. Or like, what if you have kids one day? What, what if they yeah. see this content or like what if a future partner doesn't want to see it? And I always felt like that came after they kind of found out the income because they wanted to kind of make me feel like it's not worth it. Right. So um, I think what I learned from that is I think if I'm going to date someone, I feel like they either need to be super, super understanding and non-judgmental or they have to be in the industry because I've noticed like TikTok guys, YouTube guys, like dating a girl with an OnlyFans is like dating a girl with an Instagram. Like they don't find it strange at all. Right. Like most of the TikToker guys I would talk to were the ones who were like, oh, you should get on OnlyFans. And I was the one hesitant about it. And they were like, oh, there's nothing. Right. You know what I mean? There's nothing worth stigmatizing it for no i agree i think a lot of it is just like a lack of like understanding really of what it really is Mm. and what it entails like and i think this is interesting i mean like right like uh when i had an only fans too it was just like i i definitely felt like i was just treated differently and it was and it was particularly interesting to me because right like i think they're, like people stereotype OnlyFans girls as like it's always right it's, it's the same thing oh like these whores they like don't have an education they can't mm-hmm. get a job and so they do porn because they're not good at anything they have no father figure like those are the stereotypes like those yeah. are the messages I was getting all the time yeah. and that's why my clapbacks do so well because it's so funny because I graduated valedictorian yeah. high school <laughs> I had a perfect 4.0 GPA I got a full ride to an Ivy League school yeah. oh, graduated with a 3.92 there too mm. I got an investment banking job in finance six figure salary yeah. and I was doing that on top of my OnlyFans to provide for my family right. because my parents are disabled and don't work so mm-hmm. I'm doing all of the things that like guys are like oh women should be doing right and yeah. like yeah I was in a committed relationship right. 
Like, so what's your arguments? Yeah, so I'm like, what's no, your arguments? Exactly. exactly, and I'm like, but all of a sudden, because I have an OnlyFans now, suddenly I'm a low value woman. Suddenly I'm like, right, and it's like you can do every. That's why, like to your point, like you, there's no winning. Like you can do everything right, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's like if you whatever the thing is, then then you're not like worthy to people anymore. And that's why I spent a lot of time like trying to disprove that. I think that's that's a part of the reason why I doubled down on being sexual online because I'm like, mm. there's nothing wrong with being sexual. Like, even if I'm not doing OnlyFans anymore, yeah. and, and this is, oh, this is the funny part too. This is the kicker is that my OnlyFans was not sexual. My OnlyFans was fucking singing covers and I kept oh, it damn. PG mm. because I, like, I just... I don't want people, I like, I didn't sell nudes. I just didn't want yeah. to sell nudes online. Yeah. That's okay. People all have their boundaries. But like people just assume so much that I did this stuff that I was like, you don't actually know me or care or like any of these things. You just want to be able to dunk on a woman to feel better about your well, own life. Y- yeah. Y- y- you know what it is? It's like uh, uh, guys draw a lot of like validation and ego from them getting a girl. Right. And then once they get a girl, it's like, it's their girl. Mm. So so then when it's uh only f- when when she has only fans mm-hmm. it almost feels like a lot of guys now have access to his girl or it doesn't feel as exclusive it doesn't feel as exclusive and it just destroys our pride and ego like cuz yeah. we do all these things to get the girl and now when we have her oh the, the only all the guys can now see her pussy do you feel that way do I feel that way? Yeah, like, would you not date a girl if she sh- sold nudes or lewds or anything? It, it, I think if this is... Is it a safe space? Uh, a, a safe space? I might um, clip chimp you a little bit for TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, <laughs> please do. Um, yeah, I think if, if this is a woman that I'm marrying and, like, that I'm for the rest of my life, I would prefer her to not have. I think if I'm dating around, I, I don't, I don't care. But if it's like, if it gets that discussion, like, yo, are, are we, are we, is this long term? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm doing that. Mm. Yeah. Um, when you're in a relationship with a girl, do you watch porn? Do I watch porn? Rarely. You, so I, I would actually advocate for making tapes with her, and then I'll, I'll watch those with her. Okay, I respect that. Yeah. Um, something I say a lot, which is kind of controversial, is that I see a woman being on OnlyFans as uh-huh. equivalent to a man watching porn in a relationship. Like, I don't think any, like, one is more or mm-hmm. less exclusive than the other. Uh-huh. And people will say, oh, well, one's, like, selling or actually showing herself while the other one's watching. And I'm like, that's only cheating if you're kind of presupposing that watching it is okay, but creating it isn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like women are a bit more exhibitionist than men are. Men are a bit more like voyeuristic, like they mm. get off more watching and women yeah. kind of get off more being seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why men, mm-hmm. you know, don't like when women are even like just showing their cleavage mm. or going out to clubs. Mm. So that's why I always felt like I didn't like if men mm. uh, didn't want their girlfriend to be like an Instagram model or an OnlyFans model mm. if they were also watching porn in a relationship. Right, right. Um, do you kind of agree with that? I think that's a, that, that, that's, that's a strong point you're making. But again, like I, I, said, I told you earlier, I, I would like my girl to be my porn star. Yeah. So so we made takes together, and I watched those when yeah. we're, we're away. Mm. And so you'd be okay if um the girl you want to marry said like I never want you watching porn again. If you're saying to her I don't want you to ever be on OnlyFans. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Honestly, I think if your boundaries like you keep it consistent between yeah. you and your partner, like I think that's fair because everyone has different boundaries. Like again, even for me, it's like. I don't want anyone other than my partner to see my body because right. I would feel gross. I would feel gross knowing that you're like jerking off to my naked body. Right. Um, and it's, it, I don't know. It's tough being a woman online because people are doing it 
anyways, yeah. whether or not you're naked. Yeah. Like if and you so, click your Instagram bookmark. Yeah. No, like, no, I can't <laughs> yeah. tell you how many times yeah. I've seen, right, like unsolicited dick pics or like videos of people jerking off to my pictures where I'm like clothed, right? And it's like, sometimes it's like, if people are going to do this shit anyways, like might as well make money, right? Mm. Like if people are going to sexualize you anyways, mm. like, I, and I think so, that's that's the part of me, to me that's like, I think empowering when women mm. get to like take control of the narrative, like, okay, I am going to, like, these are the pictures I choose to take. Mm. These are the pictures I choose to sell. And I am going to benefit from you sexualizing me. Like, mm. I think there's, yeah, right? Instead of like, like, because now you get choice over it. Like, women, the women have choice other than like, like, yeah, it, it's just like happening against their consent. Like, a lot yeah. of this AI mm. porn is yeah. so mm. disgusting to me. I right? completely agree because the guys who will put down a girl for having an OnlyFans are the same guys who laugh when like Pokemon and these girls are crying because deep fake porn is being made yep. of them. Or they're the same guys who go to those like r slash nip slips and they'll like screenshot girls who, you know what I mean, are live streaming and then yep. a nipple will come out. So yep. they're not actually against yep. seeing naked bodies. They're just against, like you kind of pointed out, like women profiting off. Yeah, and, like, they're, no, they're just against paying for it. They're yeah. just against like, yeah, like women getting to benefit off of the same sexualization, which I think is yeah, it's really fucked up and unfair. And it's like, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of different takes about all this stuff. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know. Like, social media in general and, like, OnlyFans, I don't know if this is, like, net positive or net negative for people. Right, like, right, right, honestly, right. maybe it is. Maybe it is fucking up people's brains. Maybe right. it is making people no longer know how to talk to women right, or no right. longer, like, be able to, to have normal relationships. Like, I don't know. Like, I think we're too early in this to tell like yeah. we're only like a year or two into this like yeah. humans take like millions of years to evolve right yeah. but but i just think i just but think things it's, are happening so fast right even, but it's like i just never think the answer is to like shame, shame individuals yeah. Yeah. like whether it's men or women like right. i don't think we should be shaming men like oh you're a beta you don't yeah. you don't have sex you're a virgin yeah. you're paying for stuff or like the women either it's yeah. just like really like what is the problem here if it's like yeah like people aren't able to be intimate then how can we how can we like Solve uplift it. people right, right. in a way that is productive and mm. is not so like I don't know why it always has to be so divisive and it's a whole war like oh men versus women mm. and we hate each other like I really hate like kind of like the version of feminism too that's also like oh all men are bad and like mm. all men are trash and like all men like like yeah like they should they sh don't deserve rights and they should be like because I think that alienates men even more yeah. right and it, it just creates like like when you paint another side as like evil and as monsters, which is just not true. We're all fucking people just trying our best. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, then it makes people like, yeah, like you just keep adding fire to that flame, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think it gets us anywhere. So it's like like the productive conversations to have about about OnlyFans and the nuanced takes like, like yeah, because I think there are always some valid validity on both sides, right? Like, like I, I also think like, yeah, I'm part of the fact like the factor that things like, hey, if women need to make money and this is a safe way for mm -hmm. them to make it, by mm -hmm. all means yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. But also like if someone's a fresh 18 year old and they don't know what to do with their life, I am not going to go tell them, hey, sell your nudes right. online where mm -hmm. it's going to live forever. Right. Like there there needs to be balance with all of these things. Right. And and I just hate that like every conversation is so extreme, like it's either one or the other and it's not. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's super extreme. It's either that like OnlyFans is men exploiting women, which is usually the rad femme take or it's the opposite, which is that you know, the uh, red pill take, which is that it's women exploiting men's loneliness. And it's like, what does it necessarily have to go to one or the other that like one's in a position of power? Maybe there's like a societal problem that needs to be addressed. It doesn't have to be like one, ex you know what I mean? In a position of power of the other gender. Yeah, like I think the problem is really just like a lot of people just are suffering. Like a lot of mm -hmm. people are lonely. A lot of people struggle to make money. Right. And these are the things causing people to like be insecure and be angry and upset, right? And it's, again, it's not even about 
the women that are making money it's just it's like maybe if, if we help these men like get jobs that made a lot of money too mm. like they wouldn't even care right yeah. and it's just mm. like yeah like like we just need to be like society and like the government just needs to just be doing better for people in general like why actually why like the better question is why is it that only fans is like the best way for some people to make a lot of money mm -hmm. instead of like like wh wh yeah wh why is it so hard to like go to school like why do people go to school get a fucking college degree and still can't get a job like explain that like that is really the fucked up part of society to me I agree, yeah. And if people do think there's a problem with like the OnlyFans industry, it's like they should start with all the OnlyFans recruiters who are getting like a hefty referral fee. Like you probably get, you know, messages in your inbox all the time that's like, hey, do you want, you know what I mean, like uh, an agency to represent you? And they'll message any girl who's on Instagram not even showing much skin at all, just trying to get them in as soon as they turn 18. Like that's the way bigger problem. And kind of like you pointed out, yeah, the bigger problem is like 18 year olds who aren't sure what they're doing, getting into it. But that's not really the problem that's being addressed if immediately we're jumping to the idea that like, oh, we're, you know what I mean, exploding male loneliness or I don't know, women are ruining the nuclear family or anything like that. No, you. you <laughs> <laughs> Passionate about this topic. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, like we were saying, obviously it is for male loneliness. Do you think it worsens male loneliness at all? Because now they have this like crutch. Or do you think it kind of helps them grow confidence a little bit? I don't think it, it helps grow confidence. Yeah. I, I, I don't think them behind their computer, I don't think <laughs> it is building male confidence. Yeah. I, I think male confidence is built through like again struggle against uh, a lot of work that needs to put into yeah. themselves and that is not easy and it's easy to pay a ninety nine. Right. And I yeah I think it's it's every it's like you said like when it's an addiction right it's, mm -hmm. it's like everything in moderation like like it's I don't know it's like like things like gambling right like yeah. we were in Vegas last weekend and I I don't know I lost thirty bucks playing fucking craps and like. Am I like ruining my life? No, mm. like it was a fun, like it was a fun little like an hour of time, you know, like it's like almost paying for entertainment to me, right? But yeah. like, but yeah, has gambling ruined lives? Absolutely. And if people are on their computer screens, like spending all their life savings, like, you know, clicking, clicking, clicking mm -hmm. through and not doing anything, like, of course that's bad. And of course, like, like you should be treating nothing like that. Like even like, even like watching TV shows, like anything in general, like should not be an addiction. It's like, yeah. go out, I mean, it's like go out and touch grass. I in think general, I think it's only right? gonna get worse. If I'm be honest, I, <laughs> I I think the way we're headed right now, like I, I wish I could, you know, be a fucking savior. I right. truthfully, I just think the more you know, like male role models that right. that appear on YouTube, I think it it does help There's shift it right. a little bit, a little bit. But I don't know the 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 speed at, at which both sides are rising right um it, it just all depends i right. mean yeah it, like the only fan side of things like it's it's just it's right. getting more and more prominent and it's just naturally it is just harder for for guys to to, to just really build themselves up right and i agree develop. that's something i think about too what you said like the issue is balance and you know it's like how you said gambling is okay in small doses and then same with like probably porn consumption only fans consumption consumption is better in small doses right. but then i also think i'm profiting off the guys who are bad at that at like pacing themselves right. and dosing so as much as i can prescribe right. guys hey it's okay to go to only fans but only in small doses right. my business model also in a certain way kind of depends on people being right. not More fully in, able to sexually regulate right. themselves so right. i was going to ask do you so feel that way it's i mean but that's the thing i like that's why i almost think the problem is like 
capitalism because I think capitalism incentivizes people to keep doing bad things for themselves. Like, again, if you think about social media, like maybe this is a controversial take, but actually I am more afraid of TikTok ruining people's like minds than mm, I am of porn. like OnlyFans actually mm. because TikTok I think is way more addicting. Like mm, look at your yeah. screen time between OnlyFans and TikTok. I bet TikTok is more. And mm. it's like I'm seeing kid right kids fucking like eight year olds. I go to the park and they're just filming themselves dancing. They're looking at it and they're like frowning. They're like, oh I don't look good. They're filming it again. Yeah. I'm like that cannot be good for your brains. Right? Like yeah. getting so used to like having what, like, yeah, being eight or 10 or like 13, blowing up, have, getting used to like what people are saying about how you look, your body, like so on and so forth. And I, and it's like TikTok or like Twitter, or like Facebook, anything, they are incentivized to keep you addicted to them because that's how they make money. The longer you mm-hmm. watch these YouTube videos, right? And that's why they keep you in the loophole of like, oh, the algorithm, yeah. the more they make money from advertisers, right? Like they, they want to, take up as much as your brain space as they can. And like, there's just no regulation for any of this, right? And that's why like, yeah, TikTok is making so much mm-hmm. fucking money. Yeah. And and it and it scares me because I don't know, I feel like, I actually feel like sometimes when I hang out with TikTokers, I'm gonna be so honest, like they don't seem like real people to me. Sometimes they seem like a fucking caricature. Like they yeah. seem like, like it's like an archetype. Like, you know, when you watch Family Guy yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, Peter or like, you know, whatever character is just like, this one dimensional thing mm-hmm. that has been written and yep. like spits out the same lines. I almost feel that with TikTokers sometimes because they're so used to giving the audience this one thing. Like one side, yeah. Yeah, that like even in real life, I'm talking to them and like everything feels like a punchline. I'm mm. like, I'm like, can you talk to me like a person? But I feel yeah. like people are you know, really losing their capacity to like talk to each other because there is no separation between what is real world and what is online. And like, and like there are people I hang out with where it's constantly like, oh, let's film this for this thing. Or like, oh, mm. this would be so great for this. And it's like the cam, yeah, the camera is never off. And it almost, that, I think that really scares me so yeah, much Yeah, like people more. seeking out real world experiences to like bring it online. Yeah, like content becomes more important than yeah. like living. Yeah, well, it's 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 the it's kind of like the, the dopamine rush. I, I'm, I'm no better. I'm filming this podcast. We're gonna find <laughs> clips that, that's gonna, that's gonna, you know, Give the highest little little the dopamine yeah. spike. Right. And mean, right, but, <laughs> that's true. But even this, like, right, we do it in moderation. We meet up once or twice a week or right. whatever. And we, right, and like when we talk on the podcast, we talk on the podcast. But like we have our side conversations right. before and right. after. We eat dinner, we hang out, we debrief. You can like turn it off versus the right. TikTok if you're saying they're but always like, in that mode. And, and like, and this is half joking, like no shade to the podcasters we know, but but there are podcasters I hang out with where like we start having conversation. They're like, no, 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 that's interesting. You can't say it now. You gotta wait. You gotta wait for the camera. You can't talk about it now. We're, we gotta record it. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, dude, can we just can we hang out? Yeah. They're like, no, you're not allowed to have fun. Only boring conversations right now. I'm like, you, you know save that I mean? for the podcast. Yeah, you know. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like but that to an extreme that's for funny. some people that's funny. yeah <laughs> that's funny. do you think it's because like podcasting isn't your main job kind of but for them it's like you know what i mean they have to find something to fill the time so. i guess yeah again it's like right it should be a hobby mm. right like eat porn but like, the thing is it, 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 it does become a job though you know and that's where it's like, like that's the, what's unhealthy like all the, social media should kind of be more hobby than career oof. so people can like maintain normal social interactions yeah, it's really tough. Like it's I, tough. I mean, uh, yeah, like, it's, like it's tough. It's tough when when that becomes their livelihood, mm-hmm. and they now need to live off of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So so maybe that little joke that you said, 
you need to save it. So, so this man can eat. <laughs> no, and I get it, but I, I still think, I mean, with any job too, like you go to, right? Like a job is a big part of your life. You go there like 40 hours a week, nine to five, whatever. Mm. You spend most of your day there. But then when you get home, you debrief and you spend time with your family. Yeah. You spend time with your friends. And it just can't, all I'm saying is it can't be 24-7. Yeah. But some mm. people, it is 24-7 yeah. now. Yeah. Like 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 a lot of streamers that I know, yeah. right? Like, mm. like, they, like they get famous streaming Valorant or something. And right. they'll tell me like, I can't even play it. Like that's a game they used to love and they can't even play it for fun anymore. Because right. if they play it, they have to be online. They have to be streaming. Yeah. Otherwise, mm. they're wasting it. And, and it should be able, you should be able to do both, right? Like you should be able to, yeah, have fun conversations on the pod and have fun conversations off the pod. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Right. The way you describe TikTokers, do you feel like streamers are kind of the opposite? Like they can be more themselves both in person and then on stream because they have to stream for such long hours. They're not necessarily chasing those highlight reels as much. Because that's what I've heard some people say. It's different, Mm -hmm. but I, again, and and this is not every person. It's only like the people that are very stream, but they're also streamers I know that like live life for their camera. Like we'll like be at a party, we'll hang out. And immediately the next day, it's like, what happened at the party last night? Like, mm. and it almost feels like they were trying to do crazy things in order to have things to talk about on stream later. Yeah. Right. So, or like, uh, like all the friendships that they have is for the sake of content. Like sometimes it becomes, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So there's both. There are people that balance mm-hmm. it really well. There are people that don't. And this is for any, any platform. Yeah. Really. I, I like it where sometimes the, the having fun is, is primary and then the content comes secondary. Yeah. So whereas like, yo, know, like this week, this last weekend yeah. we had was, was so incredibly fun. Right. And then after the fact, oh, we could also talk about it yeah, on the podcast. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like when, but I felt so in the moment this past week I had, like like I said, this is yeah. one of the best weekends of my life. Yeah. And I think that's wh- that's how it should be yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, carried. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think that's why I love Twitter so much as a platform because it's so non-instantaneous to me, actually. It's like I'm doing, I go on my dates and then like months later, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, this is a funny thing that I could, that was a really funny date actually that I mm-hmm. can talk about, right? But it's like every moment gets, it's really, yeah, like being present in the moment is so is so important. And I just feel like people lose that. Yeah. Are most of your guys' friends in the industry? Yeah. They all kind of have the same mindset as you. You feel like they can all be present or do you have like a good amount who are kind of on I, the other end? It's like, I mean, now living in LA, I, I, most, most of the people are, you know, in the, but I felt like this weekend was a little bit of mix, right? There's, there's some people that are just, you know, everyday people. Right. And some people are, you right. know, in the industry, they get it. Right. But, but yeah, it, it, like this weekend also, like nobody was fucking putting TikToks. Yeah. yeah. No, I think all of my friends, and I mean, right, like I'm self-selective. Like I can only hang out with people that like, I feel like also are balanced or are present in the moment. Like I, I can't, yeah, I can't hang out with people where I, I feel like they're just doing the one thing and it's constant. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I don't know how to talk to you either. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like it's harder to connect with people outside the industry? because i feel like mm. for me it's hard because like the problems i have like if i have like right issues it's kind of hard to talk about with people who aren't in the industry because right. they either sound like super niche and glamorous right. or like dramatic and then they right. kind of just sensationalize a little bit but that's like, only like yeah. one way to connect with someone is is like you know your problem sharing right exactly mm-hmm. right. you know like just sometimes just the way you guys you know uh like banter humor. yeah yeah right. the way you guys move around the way you guys your hobbies there's, there's so many different ways right. to connect with someone but um yeah 
but yeah, I I I I don't think so. I think I could, you know, for cool person, cool person, I yeah, could connect yeah. with them. Yeah. I think I think most of my friends are either like creators or founders, and it's mm. kind of well, part of it is just like well, that's where you meet, right? If you go to a creator event or like a a tech event, like that's where you end up meeting these people, and then yes, you have a lot of common. So it's kind of like when you're in college, all your friends are also in college with you. It's kind of like the same thing. You all have something in common, mm. and you get to see each other a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like it's hard also because like I have a pretty open schedule or like sporadic schedule. So it's right. sometimes hard to find friends if they're on a totally different time schedule. Right. Um, same with dating. So I was actually going to mm. ask you guys, do you feel like you would only kind of date someone in the industry so you guys can have like mm. similar goals and schedules? That's I've That's I've had experiences with, with both. Sometimes um, dating someone in the industry could be really fun. They They might, you know, share the same you know yeah. passions as you but then sometimes they uh, that could also be a crossroad where it's like um or you might not even have time for each other where, where they're like also really busy and yeah. you know that's not sustainable for for a relationship where you're supposed yeah. to hang out with yeah. each other yeah um yeah, yeah. i don't I, I don't know what, what, what about you you went on a decent amount of dates how that yeah so none of them um because they were all off hinge none of them were in the industry and right. i felt okay. like it, it just none of it clicked and i don't know if it's just uh, because i don't know they were just like 60 random dudes from right. the westwood area or because yeah. they right. weren't in the industry or what? <laughs> westwood right. area yeah but i found when i started going on dates with people in the industry we right. just clicked better and i think because there's yeah. just like a base level of understanding because right. with people not in the industry again i don't know if it's like the jealousy thing or genuinely like yeah. maybe they maybe they genuinely do look down on a little bit but they're always like what are you gonna do when social media doesn't work out and you feel like at least i feel like i have to kind of explain myself more versus if i'm going on a date with like a tiktoker or a youtuber right. or a streamer like i can just skip past all that yeah where versus with other people in the industry they already have that like entrepreneurialness they already have that creativity right. Right, right, so there's right, always right. that baseline Understood. understanding but yeah what, what were the people on hinge always just had that kind of outlook of like oh what are you gonna do like what, what? um not necessarily always cynical sometimes i but i also don't want to be on a date with someone who kind of like sensationalizes my life like if they're oh, just right. like always all the time like oh that's so cool because then that makes yeah. it hard for me yeah um it's right, also because you yeah. just want to be treated like a person too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and let's say someone swipes on me because they recognize me from like TikTok or a podcast or yeah. something, and I'm like wondering, I like I'm fine dating someone who like is already familiar with my content, but I'm right. wondering like, okay, are they just swiping? Because I'd probably swipe on someone if I recognize them, just because right. it's kind of cool. It's like, right. oh, cool, I want to talk to this person. Right. But then you always have in the back of your head, you know, if they're kind of like, oh, can I come to this thing with you? Like you're. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more paranoid, but I'm always no, no. a little bit more worried, especially being yeah. in LA. Right. If it was anywhere else in the world, it'd be kind of different, but being right. in LA, because there's so many people here like trying to make it, trying to like right. glean connections. I get right. a little bit worried. Oh no, so many people here are very, I mean, cloud chasing yeah. and like only want to be with you if you are beneficial to them yeah. in some way or like have numbers. So yeah, this is this is interesting to me because I I feel both. Like I, I dated a founder before and then I was like, damn, I never want to date a founder again because we're always so fucking stressed and like to your point, like never had time for each other. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm dating, I'm dating someone right now who is a founder and a creator. Mm. I actually really like that because I feel so understood. I feel yeah. like they get both parts of my life and they help me like grow in both parts or like we help each other grow in both parts, right? Because we're constantly giving each other ideas. And at the same time, yeah, like we're also always stressed out and like don't have a lot of like emotional capacity. And it's, I don't know, it's it's a balance. But I I wonder, I mean, I'll have to try, but like could I date just like 
sometimes I'm like, yeah, like, like I just want to be the normal nine to five girlfriend that like mm. can come home and like cook for us or like vice versa. They're just yeah. a nine to five boyfriend and can just like give me massages when I'm stressed. Like mm-hmm. that sounds nice too. I think I think dating in this industry is just tough in general. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think it's it's uh, it's set up for success. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't think it's because there's so many factors pulling mm-hmm. us away from actually like genuine human connection mm-hmm. with a partner and, and intimate relationships require like that kind of connection right mm-hmm. whereas like us we get exposed to so many different attractive people all the time our schedules are super sporadic and you know we're, we're not thinking about set person all the time yeah and yeah it's just i don't think it's set up for success i, I think yeah. if we like in our 30s once I'm going to manually make sure my my 30s are are going to be a little bit more normal than mm. than it is now. That's why I want to like make as much money as You're I can now. It. Yes, and then when I'm 30, I'm settled down and a little bit more like yeah. have time grounded, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. The other struggle I have with like dating or even just friendships in the industry kind of like you described, you'll be at dinner with a podcaster and he'll be like let's save this for a stream like again streamers are like their own universe, but I've right. had that with either like dating or being friends with streamers like they'll just like drama farm me or you know like i drama would di- farm yeah oh like I had- <laughs> <laughs> drama farm yeah okay yeah like i had an experience last month um where i left my only fans agency and it was kind of traumatic it was very like dramatic and stuff and i was staying with one of my streamer friends and i was just like crying the whole week and i was like i don't want to be on stream and she's like a big twitch streamer and she yeah. just kept like recording me while i was crying like following me around the camera what? and I, I don't even blame her because she's been doing twitch for so long yeah. that her brain is so wired towards content right. instead yeah, of yeah. like being supportive or thinking about my digital right. footprint and like right. i said i like to be very curated online i'm not right. a streamer right. i think she's right. used to streamers where that would kind of maybe be like beneficial because yeah. no, that's what they do yeah. they break up live on stream together then. yeah like yeah. <laughs> they have like a mutual understanding that it, you know what i mean these events are worth monetizing yeah yeah so that can be the difficulty with dating. The other thing is like, I'm attracted to people in the industry for like I said, they have like the same schedule, we have the same goals. But then also I feel like I can be kind of unattracted to guys in the industry because a lot of like TikToker guys or YouTuber guys are a little bit more like vain and narcissistic and like image focused. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's hypocritical to feel this way, but I find it a little bit of a turn off if like, I don't know, guys are a little bit too obsessed with like the way they look or you know, if a guy's just like sitting, reading his like Reddit or YouTube comments all day and just overthinking what people think about him. I don't know. I just find it pretty unattractive. Do you, do you feel that way at all? Look, I'm, I'm, I feel like I've become a little aware of my, uh-huh. my, my narcissism. And I feel like becoming aware makes me go like, huh, maybe I'm spending too much time doing this. I should stop. So I'd, I'd be aware of it. Like if you're a YouTuber, TikToker, just know that like this whole thing is set up. Like the reason why you're doing this is because you're kind of narcissist. Like you're, oh, into, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, so just be aware of that. And yeah. just like, just, just try oh, yeah. to try to con- control that right. as much as, as, as much as yeah. you can. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is, this is something I've, I've said before, but like, I feel like creators and like founders too are all just inherently a little narcissistic because yeah. you have to be in order to be like, Oh, then you could fucking. Oh yeah, this. like I'm like funny it's... enough, or I'm attractive, or I'm whatever that I'm gonna put it online for a lot of people yeah. to see, and they follow me, and they like yeah. it. Like you have to have that kind of confidence yeah. in yourself, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. But yeah. like to your point, just keep it in check. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, you're just perfect. You're just a person. Yeah. You're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You're like honestly, you're like anybody else, yeah. right? Like, like when I go out, like make time for people. Like right. if someone is like. Yeah, someone at the supermarket wants to like have a conversation with you. Have a conversation yeah. with people. Like, it's not it's not that serious, no. you know. 
That's a good point. Yeah, like to be in the industry, you have to already believe that what you have to say is like worth saying and like worth putting right. out there. Mm-hmm. I guess the thing that I find a turn off is if they care too much about the audience reaction, but maybe that's tied to it. Right. I don't know. Do you guys feel like you're like dependent on your fan reactions at all? Do you feel like even if 100% of people hate your video or content, you won't tailor it because you're just so sure in your vision for yourself at this point? Hmm. I think um, I, I'm I'm going to tailor it. I think personally for me, it's like, yeah, it's it's like the audience, the comments. As much as I don't want it to, it like it, it has an effect on like how I feel. Oh, it has yeah. on my yeah, mood. So like, yeah. If it's not if if it's not well received, then like right. maybe sure I might sit right. with myself for a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think feedback is important, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm never like yeah. I think that's too narcissistic when you're like, oh, if everybody hates what I'm saying, it's still right. Like yeah. th- there's probably some some validity in what people are saying. So like yeah. with like comments, like I think I will. Like when I first post something, I'll, I'll kind of like scroll through or like see what like the overall sentiment is, right? And like if there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you can't say this or this is bad or something, like then I'll like correct that because that's important mm. to know. But but if it's like generally like like generally positive and so, like there's a couple people here saying this or that, like I'm not going to go through every single comment and like change myself to please every single person. Like I think yeah. that's when it gets impossible to do and like toxic for yourself like you mm. cannot yeah like i'm not i've never like yeah I'm, I'm not going on reddit i'm not like scrolling through every single comment all the time it's just like when i post a thing like a tweet or whatever i'm like like quick bro- like scroll for like a minute just to see like the sentiment mm-hmm. and then i go on about my day yeah so you were saying if some people like if an overwhelming majority of people are like oh this is bad we don't agree with this right. you'll think about it um, do you ever feel like sometimes audiences could be like over scrutinizing and you could think like, okay, they're just sensitive. Yeah. Like, do you have your own list of like, this is what I consider bad. And yeah. even if 99% of people are like, this is offensive, you won't change it. I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, I mean, like with, right, like, like being sexual online, like uh, mm. there's always people that are like, yeah, there's always the people that are like, oh, your parents must be so disappointed. You're like, whatever the fuck. And it's like, yeah, this is something I've already decided for myself that it's not wrong to be sexual. It's not yeah. wrong to talk about sex. It's not wrong to have conversations about sex. And this is not harming people, right? Yeah. Um. So like, yeah. So like when those comments come up, like, like whatever, but it's, I don't know, but it's never like 99% of the comments mm. are like that, right? Like, and I think that's, that's to the point that like, people are agreeing with you too, because there are people that feel this way. There are people that feel seen, that feel heard, that feel validated in these conversations. And that's why it's important and meaningful to me. Like, I feel like if I'm doing something and it's not benefiting anyone at all, then what's the point? Like, that's the point of content Mm. creation, right? It's like feeling like you get to make someone laugh or you get to help someone or like, yeah, like like make them feel seen or heard. Like, that's the whole point Mm. to me. I think there was a a sentiment. There was a joke about me. uh, Fuck, what was it? I, I, I said this joke or this this thing I, I basically it was like oh I'm an advocate for like safe dicks right the 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 safe dick movement right what does that mean so it's like a, a penis you know it's like important you see you see all these big dicks and like you see these girls that's like just kind of taking it and it looks like it hurts right so I'm like like man I have a safe dick right it's it's comfortable and it's nice and I think a lot of people took it as like, oh, he's an Asian guy. Of course he has a safe dick, right? It's like a lot of, a lot, so that was like one thing that I got, I would say some backlash on. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of guys from like the Asian community was not a fan of it because I was almost an advocate for like small dicks. Oh, they thought you were like stereotyping. Right, ex- exactly. And, but that was just like, I, I don't care. Like I've 
jokes about my my dick being four inches, five inches. It's just like I I I'm just comfortable with yeah. with just being my like okay yeah I happen to be Asian. I don't if I'm if I'm white if I'm white I have my my dick is like I will still say it you know but mm. it's just that was something that I just stuck with that I I didn't like cater like the next day or like no guys i'm just yeah. kidding you know so they felt like you were shitting on yourself in like a way that felt like internalized racism kind right, of like exactly. they were like oh you're making fun of yourself for like white people kind of is that kind no of i'm making fun of myself because um like i'm, I'm like a self-hating Asian yeah, yeah. guy mm-hmm. and, and i just uh i just didn't fucking get it yeah did I you just, like put out a response and explain n- it all no no i didn't i just kept I just kept going with the running joke. I yeah. just kept going with that. But I've like saw a couple of Reddit posts. I was like, "Go fuck yourself." Man. What was like the? I don't know. What was like the common thread between all the Reddit posts? Like, what was like the main thing they were saying? Just the like self-hating Asian guy. Okay. I whatever that means. Was there a moment where you like sat and reflected, like, "Oh, am I self-hating?" Or were you always like, from the minute, like, "No, these people don't know <sighs> what they're saying." For a second, I'm like, yo, is this bad for the community? Am, mm. am I am I doing bad for my people? Um, for a second, I did think of that. Like, maybe this is, like, not the best move. Um, and quite frankly, I, I think a part of me did kind of internalize that. But it wasn't like the, it wasn't like my leading movement now. Because yeah. when I first put out that video, like, I I, I, I joked about it. Ah! Sorry. Oh, you got him. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did get that fucker. Sorry, I bothered. I was like, I need to kill this fly. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's very important to me. But then, but then, yeah. <laughs> I think. I'm sorry, you're in No, 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 no. You're all good. But I think eventually I had a couple better movements. Uh, Thanks, Kate. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that's important. Like the reflection of like, am I harming people? I think content creators, we have that responsibility yeah. to make sure we're not promoting hate and not promoting things that will like hurt people. Right. right? right. But mm-hmm. if you can answer that question for yourself, then like keep on. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I struggle with. Cause like, um, I used to kind of do like comedy content before I did the dating content. I would get a lot of hate if I did like too edgy of a joke or something. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for me to parse through because I was doing kind of like satire, but some people were still like, you can't talk about certain topics, even mm-hmm. if it's satirical, even if you're saying in a way where you're making fun of people for being racist, they still thought. So for me, I have such a like skewed perception of like audience feedback yeah. now, because now I think a lot of audiences, I don't know, maybe I'm kind of like slightly conservative washed in this way where I'm kind mm-hmm. of worried like sometimes audiences just want to get you on like a knee in one way or another. What like was the joke? Dude. I don't remember specifically. Like I used to make so many because I would just uh-huh. like script like uh, six minute videos a week mm-hmm. about yeah. a specific topic and it was just all dry humor and stuff. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know, some more like self-deprecating race jokes, things like that. Right, but right, right. I don't know. Now it's really hard for me because now I... I so so yeah. I, I guess kind of like the, the, the penis joke is like, like people get get at you for sort of yeah uh, and i guess i just started to see audiences as a little bit sensitive i i think i i agree with this actually i think Mm -hmm. i think social media makes people very unempathetic right i think Mm -hmm. people say stuff that they wouldn't say in person and i think they're over i think a lot of people are overly judgmental and overly critical like if this was like their friend or someone they know in real life they're gonna be like oh whatever they made a mistake but when it's like online it's there's so much of this like oh, I am morally better than you and I'm going to morally dunk on you to like feel better about myself. Like I see that happen in so many things. Mm-hmm. Like the most, ra- like the most like harmless little TikTok video of like, oh, this mom is like filling up 
I don't know, like drinks for her like autistic kid. And people are like, oh, look at these. Like she's she's creating like she's the type of mom that's creating like men that can't do anything. Like, oh, that kid is useless. Yeah. Like all these assumptions about people that you don't know and saying like the most awful things about people. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I see that all the time. And sometimes I get a, like, I don't know. I think I can tell when it's like in bad faith, like these people are just like like they don't know you and they're just trying to say things to feel better or like project or whatever. Like. And here's an interesting example. So one tweet that that reminds me of is I made this tweet. Have you guys seen Squid Game? Mm. It's the it's this this Korean drama that was like on Netflix and very big. But it was like right like usually with anime or anything like you watch it with subtitles, right? Because the original voice is better yeah. and like dubbed is usually shit. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. And so I just made I made this tweet where I was like I was like people are watching Squid Game dubbed question mark question mark like just like in all yeah, caps. Yeah. I was just like in shock cuz I I, and I played it dub just to like see what it was like, and it looks so bad. I was yeah. like, "That's crazy." Yeah. And then there were a bunch of people start, started commenting, and not the majority, right? But like a, a good amount of people that were like, "This is such an ableist take." They're like, "You're ableist because people are blind. Not everyone can read subtitles. So fuck you for saying this because some people need to watch things dubbed." Hmm. And I was just like. Okay, yeah, it wasn't that serious. I was yeah. like, obviously, I'm not talking about blind people. If yeah. you are right. blind yeah. and you need to watch a dub, yeah. watch a dub. Right. But That's like, not the point you're making. But yeah, yeah, but like, but yeah, if people can choose to watch things dubbed or subbed and you're they're constantly watching your anime dub, I'm gonna give you a look. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, they acted like they're acting like the majority of people watching it dubbed are blind. <laughs> and, like and it was very, just, yeah. but I was just like, this is a very insincere thing to like take this tweet out of context and be like, I'm mm. dissing on blind people because. Yeah. Like the like literally, if you're in a movie theater and someone is like, "Oh, this dub sucks" or something, you're not gonna go and be like, "Oh, you hate blind people." Yeah. You don't turn around and say yeah. that to people. But online, suddenly people do that, and yeah. I think that's yeah, it's a, it's a little interesting thing that people like to do to like feel better. Like I'm yeah. holier than that. No, it's 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 stupid. Uh, yeah, I I think it, it all stems from you know like cancel culture when when people start canceling people for the R word or the F word or stuff like that, and it's just like. Yeah, yeah. The, the the dub sucks. The <laughs> yeah. dub sucks. So, it, right, it sounds like, terrible. Listen, I think there are a lot of things that are valid, right? Like, yeah, like racism, like transphobia, discrimination. Absolutely, like hold people accountable. Yeah. But but there's but some it feels like, like they're again, looking for so it, yeah. unserious. Yeah, they're looking for something to like. Oh, gotcha yeah. for, mm-hmm. and that's just that's no longer productive. Did you ratio them? Um. No, I like so I just block people. I'm just like this is not worth my time. Oh, you just block them. Yeah, I'm, cool. a, I'm a big advocate of blocking. I'm like to me, it's like, dude, there's a fly on my sour patch. Like, the fuck? Take Two seconds hand. done. Out of here. <laughs> I don't like. I don't want to look at that anymore. Just like, like, yeah. oh, like you're gonna stress me out on my phone? I don't think so. Block. Yeah. Block. <laughs> wow, uh, that was a that was a fun little fun little discussion, Farha. Thank you for for coming on today's podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. No, it's been it's been uh, it's been a it's been a great time having two very smart women uh, on the podcast Aww. and very two very articulate women. Uh, I, I, I felt the presence of of queens today. <laughs> I and that doesn't make me like some some beta bitch just because I said they're qu- you know what I'm saying. <laughs> just, it could just yeah. So yeah. um, no, I appreciate your time, Aww. both of you guys. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Farah. Do you want to, any last words you want to say to the audience? Anything you want to promote? Like this is, this is a a red pill podcast, but would you, would you call this like a, 
Like, is there other pills? Like, wh why do we all gotta take just the red one? Is there a she purple She seemed one? blue pill, you seemed red pill, so I would say there's a, a red pill, I mean a purple pill forming okay. here, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Good yeah. color. Yeah, purple Good pill. Color. For sure. Oh yeah. What's your audience like? Like, is it mostly men, women, liberal? Uh, like on the, I think it's like eighty percent guys, like twenty something percent. Right? Oh shit! I didn't know that. I assumed it was mostly women. I should have pandered more. Well, I should have done more OnlyFans plugs, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like met. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 